welcome to EQ Above IQ, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. My name is Trina and I'm your host. Thank you for joining me today on this episode. Today I want to explore a concept that I have been percolating in my mind for a while and it's the concept of forgiveness. You know, since I have been on this life's journey and understanding what I understand about the hegemony, how persuasive and how coercive and how manipulative it is to the minds of its citizens and people who trust and want to trust because that's our inherent nature. We have been bombarded and hit over the head with this concept called forgiveness. So today I want to just kind of talk about what forgiveness means to me and what it has been historically used for. I know that the first thing that comes to mind is forgiveness is used for most of us to forgive our abusers and our abusers are on the macro and on the micro scale, the macro being the patriarchal system itself, the people that we interact with within that system that causes trauma and, and hurt and pain. And another thing, the system in place does not work unless there's trauma. Just kind of something for you to think about as I move forward in this conversation or this little insight that I've had. So forgiveness. We have been told in religion, forgive and forget. We have been told that forgiveness is the only path to healing. And I'm going to change that word. You can heal yourself without using the concept of forgiveness. I know, I know, I know. I gotta help. I'm going to have a lot of people push up against me, but here's what I see. Forgiveness has been sold as if you forgive the person, you can let them back into your life and then they can continue to abuse you. And I think that is narcissism and that's a gaslight. Just like the word resilience is a gaslight. Let me just keep going through these trenches and getting beat up and be resilient and being strong. As a black one, that's a trope that's been placed upon our shoulders, my shoulders, my whole life. Why don't the people stop hurting people? Anybody ever question that? Why doesn't the system use clarity and transparency and change legislations and laws that protect people against trauma? Because again, capitalistic patriarchal system does not work without trauma. So fear, intimidation, poverty, isms, sexism, racism, it's across the board. If there are no traumatized people, they love themselves and therefore love others and therefore will behave differently and probably more wisely with their money, with their time. They will probably even give more generously. They will trade more generously, bartering, which was more of an egalitarian concept before, you know, good old capitalism, colonialism went into play. People traded, you know, I want milk, you got to go. Okay. I got eggs, you need eggs. I got chickens, you need eggs, you know, that type of concept. And guess what? There was abundance and there was 
a balance in resources because, you know, when you love yourself, you don't mind giving. Matter of fact, it becomes more of your nature. You want to love other people. You want to see the best in people. And when you don't love yourself, you feel fear and you feel like you're going to get used. And I mean, oftentimes that is the case because everybody is operating in a fear-based mindset. Oh, you know, individualism, individualism has been pushed down our throats to the point where we have forgotten that we live on this planet collectively. So forgiveness to me is misused. So when I think of forgiving someone, it's because they made a mistake. It's not their normal way of being. Okay. They have character. They usually exude integrity, but you know what? We all are human. We make mistakes. So, you know, this person decided, you know, oh my gosh, um, excuse me. I got to get my coffee. <laughs> this person decided that they had a lapse of judgment or they were tired. They were hungry. There were I can tell you a million reasons why people mess up. And it really just comes down to the fact that we are imperfect. We don't always get it right. Not with our children, not with ourselves. That's why I always say, ask why. Why? What was going on with me today? Why did I think this? Why did I feel this? Where is this coming from? Being able to assess your triggers, being able to, to look back and see what happened, not with horrible judgment, but with compassion. Wow. This is so out of my character. Okay. That's the person you forgive. The person that you don't forgive is the person that's constantly abusing you. Yeah, I know. Well, if you forgive them, you can release them. No, I believe if you accept that this is who they are and you stop trying to change them, you release them. And then you don't forget how they made you feel. Okay. So I don't mean walking around ruminating about all the horrible things they did though. There's no peace in that. But if that person, as they often do, try to get back to, into your life by gifts, by coercion, by any way that they choose, it's called vacuuming or hoovering in narcissism terms. Well, we, we see it a lot. We see it a lot. I know I messed up, but this is not how I usually am. If that's true and you have the ability to discern that's true, then, okay, you can forgive that person, but you should not forget because that behavior is somewhere in them, you know, whether it's from their childhood trauma, whether it's from some type of abuse that they've experienced in their life. You know, like I said, we're not walking in perfection here. We all slip up. We all make mistakes but we understand that we need to get to the root of why 
And I, you know, what I find is with the mind, body, spirit connection and alignment, if one of those things are off, you're going to get more mistakes and errors of judgment and everything. You're going to do things or say things that are possibly out of character because you haven't taken that ultimate pause. And when I say ultimate pause, the ultimate pause is when you are feeling a certain rage or anger or any emotion that starts to percolate in your mind and in your body and in your spirit. And then you don't pause. You just react. There's a six seconds right before you get ready to flood your body with these emotion cells, you know, that replicate and, and have something called a cascade. And then all of a sudden your body reacts and tension goes in certain parts of your body or the desire to run goes into another part of your body, maybe your legs, whatever the emotion that you're feeling, there's a six second window that you can analyze and stop the reaction from happening. Okay. So if you are in the habit of not being able to discern, you need to sit for those six seconds count. One, two, three, four, five, six. It will immediately calm down your nervous system and you will be able to make hopefully a better decision. I've been doing this with my son since he was born. I say, I'm, I use five seconds. Actually, I'm going to count to five. And to this day, when I say I'm going to count to five, he is aware that I mean business, <laughs> that it is time to stop whatever is going on with him. And also it's giving me the time to not overreact to the trigger. There's something that he said or did or is doing that is triggering me in some way. So I have to be able to calm down and discern what is the best reaction. Okay. So forgiveness is being misused by the hegemony. It's become another manipulation as a melanated person. We have been told to forgive our oppressors. And it's interesting because, you know, I talk about this sometimes with my son. I say, listen, you know, I talk to him about what black history is and who, who people I really admire and why, what they thought, what they believed and things like that. If he's listening, he's gotten to the age now. He's sort of just like, he's out of that window of zero to seven where they were more pliable. Now he's in the closer to the window of 13 to 25 of puberty. And yes, puberty lasts until about 25 years. <laughs> Don't believe me, go look it up. I'm not giving you the scientific research on this podcast. I just know what I know. And this is what I know. So basically the hegemony has been using this to get its way, you know, in the church. I am not a religious person. I am a spiritual person. I've been a Buddhist for 26 years now. And what that means to me is I follow the Buddhist philosophy and not the religious version of it. There is a spiritual practice and then there's a religious practice. I don't follow the religious practice, but the precepts 
and the, the principles of it is very, very much in alignment on where, how I'd like to live my life with integrity, with love, with compassion. It really aligns with emotional intelligence as well, you know? So forgiveness along those lines is much different than along religious lines because what they're saying is let us beat you down and then forgive us. Right now, the biggest fear that most people have who are racist is that we will do to them what they has been done to us. And I know there's a lot of people who would like to see that happen, but I would say the majority of us just want to be in peace. Be in peace, meaning I want equity. I want a fair opportunity. I want the systemic problems in place that stop me from having what pale scale people have removed permanently. I'd like to be seen as a human being. So, and treated as such. But, you know, even though, you know, we got quote unquote equal rights, they didn't want that. So they wrote in laws and legislation that make that almost impossible. And as we know, the several times that melanated people followed the American dream, built their own towns, built their own communities, they were destroyed on purpose, on purpose. And I wouldn't have to get into a whole nother long episode of why I have a very deep gut feeling on why that is the way it is. But yeah, this is not the episode for this. So listen, and maybe if you'd like me to go in more depth of why it is, in my opinion, please comment or send me a message at uh, Trina at thisreallifebooks.com and say, I'd like to hear your opinion on why racism even exists. Because I've been thinking about doing an episode like about it, but there's been so much. <laughs> and so to forgive in this particular hegemonic system of oppression is foolish. What you want to do is accept that it is this way and be proactive at changing it. How do, am I proactive at changing it? Deep awareness, deep awareness. Listen, they have been able to continue these oppressive ways, be through fear, coercion, manipulation, basically narcissism, because we have a natural desire to be trusting. It is what makes life easier. You want to forgive and you want to forget and you want to love thy neighbor deeply, but everything has been so out of alignment in this reality. It's so misaligned with who we are as human beings that it's turned us into rats in a cage that are basically gnawing at and fighting and with each other. So the person you need to forgive the most is yourself. Yes, yes, I know. Even if you've done bad things, you need to forgive yourself. 
not forget though. What you need to do is figure out the why. Why did I do that? Why did I think that was okay? Why am I impulsive? Why, 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 why? And once you're able to start answering those questions, then you will be able to release, forgive yourself and release. There's this great song I discovered by, I think her name is Jamil. And she has, I forgive myself and I release for the things that don't serve me now. And I love this song. And the funny thing is just a mantra. It keeps going on and on and on. She has this beautiful voice and it's very infectious. So I've been listening to it and I noticed that it's going on and on in my head. And there's a peace that comes from forgiving yourself because then you don't want to hurt other people anymore. The anger and self-hate subsides. You cannot love anybody else and respect anybody else if you hate and loathe yourself. It's impossible. It's, it's a vibration. It's a vibration that's going to reverberate outside into the rest of the world, consciously or unconsciously. I always say the berserkers are the ones that have been beaten into submission the most by this culture, by the society. They have been stripped of their humanity and they no longer can think for themselves. They're programmed monsters. And, you know, the truth be told, they're the ones out here continuing the trauma and the trauma and trauma. You know, the church has come out finally and admitted all of the heinous crimes that they have committed against children and women throughout history. Now, I'm not just talking about the Catholic Church. All churches have done it because it is part of the mechanism and it's a part of religion. Religion has spread toward control. It's a nation upon itself. And then everything else, it follows underneath. You know, it's the medieval structure of the world that has been perpetuated through colonialism. And then the world is still being colonized. And I think one of the saddest things is that people holding on to that because their instincts, their guts, their desire for spirituality is so strong but they have taken it from that divinity from within yourself that re always resided in you and that power and taken it and made it an external thing in the image of the people who oppress you. I will never understand for the life of me how Christians, black Christians in particular, or, or melanated Christians, doesn't matter if you're Latino, whatever, can still absolutely, uh, you know, believe in something that was used to punish you. How can you, you know, and then the mother and the father and all that stuff. It's, it's a trickle down manipulation for control. And that's my opinion about it. You can yell at me if you want, but I have read all the books from the Bible to the Quran, to the Hebrew text, the Abrahamic text. I'm a nerd who likes to learn. So now that's why education in the world is so poor. It makes us demand transparency. 
because all the dots click together. They're not separate. Nothing is separated. Nothing is disconnected from the sciences to the religion, to spirituality, to whatever it is, there is a connection to each other. And by compartmentalizing and dividing them into their own little separate entities, there was an opportunity for profit. Even the spirituality uh, realm has gone through its own narcissistic evolution where there's all these companies are created to talk about spirituality, but there's still a profit part in it. And I'm not downing it because you have to survive in the current system. Like I am a cognitive behavioral therapy life coach and mentor. I coach emotional intelligence. I write children's books. I help people learn who they are and where they want to be in their life. And I have to survive in the system. So that doesn't, that's not free. You know, so if you'd like to know more about those services, go to thisreallifebooks.com and check out the various links for books, for children's clothing, for gentle reminders, for writing courses that teach emotional intelligence as you write. There's all kinds of things I'm doing because that's what I feel is my purpose. But if I could give it to you for free and still survive in the system the way it's set up, now, I would do it. Now, if you want to barter, <laughs> provide me a house, provide me with food, and I'll do it too. So the point is, is that basic needs need to be met. And I'm stuck in the system just like you. But my encouragement is for everybody to start thinking of ways that we can disrupt that. Not a popular, of course, ideology, Matter of fact, there's a lot of people who would like us not to do that at all because they would lose power. But there was a time when we lived more egalitarian. And that was a time when we really were in alignment. Capitalism as a structure has brought us out of alignment with who we are, mind, body, and spirit. And I challenge you to... Think about this a bit, how all the pieces have been connecting to make you sad, to make you angry, to make you physically sick, to make you unsure and confused, not to trust in your, your intuition and therefore not trusting anybody else. We're in a big, big divide right now and right on there attacking LGBTQ, particularly trans people at the moment for no reason whatsoever. It's just a distraction from the war, BRICS. There are countries challenging the U.S.'s dominance. And so if you are sucked into some other divide, you're not paying attention to the bigger things, the bigger chess pieces that are being moved at the moment. And if you would like a children's book that teaches your children about trans and how to love and accept themselves like the trans character in the book, go check out I Love Pink, A Trans Tale. Get copies, get tons of copies because the story, when I wrote this story, I wrote it with my cousins in mind and I wrote it with some good friends of mine who are trans, who are some of the 
most loving people because guess what? Against all odds, they chose a path of self-love and affirming themselves rather than pretending to be somebody they're not. And that in itself is a superpower. And so I wish that people could see that aspect of it and actually be in awe of it. Because when you live in a world that's telling you that you have no right to exist the way you really are, I mean, I know what it is like because I'm a black woman, then to find the daily fortitude to wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and still say, I'm gorgeous. I love this version of myself because we have three of them. We've got the public versions of ourselves. We have the private versions of ourselves and we have the secret versions of ourselves. Anyways, let's try to choose self-love, self-reflection and self-forgiveness first before we go out into this world and start making up things. <laughs> in order to feel validated. Okay. Take this time after this episode and forgive yourself and release. All right. The things that are not serving you right now. And then I want you to journal and reflect on all of those things that you can forgive yourself for and ask yourself why you did it in the first place. Were you coerced? Were you manipulated? Were you confused? Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode of EQ Above IQ, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. Please share this podcast with everybody you know. And also, if you like, if you love, if you appreciate what I'm doing on this podcast, don't forget to support. There are links that you can click in this uh, episode information. You can go to my website and see the podcast. I've, I've been really bad about putting the latest podcasts up. I've been busy, but just go ahead and click the support link and you can do that monthly. You can do a one-time uh, support, but I encourage and, and hope that you will do a monthly subscription of support for this podcast because everything that you invest in this podcast monthly, I'm putting back out in energy, love, and healing. And I hope you have a blessed day.